Welcome to Community Cocktails with Kimberly, hosted by Kimberly Woodard, a realtor for nearly 20 years with Ebby Halliday Realtors. Join her every first and third Wednesday of the month as she meets with the top community influencers to help you get to know the area you want to call home. Don't just love your home, love your community. And now, your host, Kimberly Woodard. Welcome viewers to this episode of Community Cocktails with Kimberly. I'm so thrilled about this episode because you're going to learn so much about just all these questions that you have um, about financials right now, the housing market. And I have here with me, Chris Collins with Collins Financial. Welcome, Chris. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, definitely. So let's talk a little, start talking about you. Okay. <laughs> all okay. about you. Okay. <laughs> so Chris, you've been doing this gig quite some time, huh? 21 years. That's right. Yeah. Same, like me, okay. I'm in real estate. So yeah. long time. We've seen a lot. <laughs> seen a lot, learned a lot. We started yeah. when we were very young. We That's were right. diapers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so let's talk about your company and what you service. Sure. Yeah. I'm a wealth management advisor. I own my own firm, Collins Financial. Started 21 years ago, my senior year at Baylor University. I was an intern with the Northwestern Mutual. Wow. And it's just taken off from there. So every year is better than the previous. And so I can't believe it's been 21 years. And now my young families that I worked with 20 years ago are older, more mature, have right. more money, have right. multiple properties maybe, and they have some decisions to make around real estate. Right. So 21 years and running. And uh, my wife's also an entrepreneur and uh, we have two daughters, 13 and 10, and they may be entrepreneurs down the road too. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? You know, there's a... Uh, opportunities for them. <laughs> well, you know, this housing market is crazy. Um, and it's not just here in our DFW uh, Metroplex, it's all over, um, you know, the country. And so I'm sure you've got clients that are coming to you, but we also have, you know, viewers out there that, you know, they're tossing that idea. They've lived in their home for quite some time. Um, they've probably have a lot of equity, especially with the um, rising um, prices um, on real estate. And maybe now they're think, reconsidering, do I really need all this house? And, but what can I do? You know, I, you know, maybe I have this, you know, 4,000 square foot home. I, it was great when I had the kids and we were using the, you know, game room and the pool, but now it's just, me and you know my spouse and we barely even use the upstairs right. you know so you know they're looking at what can we do you know maybe to live a you know much happier life <laughs> well yeah we get a lot of a lot of those questions whether it's a recently retired person or someone who's much older who has multiple properties and we do get a lot of questions on is now a good time to sell the house and so there's a lot that goes into how do you unpackage and, and give good advice on that so we certainly look at a lot of different things, but yeah, we are getting a lot of the same questions, mm -hmm. right? So how do you want me to, to, to dig in? Yeah, on let's, let's, so, let's give some ideas to people. Cause I know one question is always people are scared. You know, do I have to take all that money that I, you know, because again, you know, if you've lived in the home here for 20 years, you probably have a good, you know, you're probably going to net a pretty decent amount on that house. Um, do we have to bring all that? Can we diversify? Can we, you know, spend a little here, right. spend a little there? Yeah. So 
you know, when people ask me that, the first thing I say, ask them is, how many times have you gone upstairs in the last three or four months? And I'm like, oh, I never go upstairs. It's probably time for you to, to, to reconsider. But a lot of, you know, I, I think of it's it's half emotional, psychological. Right. Should I sell the house? A lot of, oh, I want the big house because when my kids have grandkids and I want there to be the warm and fuzzy and Christmas morning and all that. But you're right. There's a lot of upkeep and expenses. If it's too big of a house and you're not using it and the market's way up, it is a good time to really consider should we sell it? And that leads me to the second half. The second point is it's a it's a financial decision. Mm-hmm. So with my firm and my clients, you know, my motto is helping great people be great stewards with the resources they've been blessed with. So I just right. want folks to be good stewards. And if we go through a financial plan and you have enough money and we don't need to sell the house, then it becomes, is it too much? Is it a burden? And if we're going to sell this house, what's plan B? Where are we going to go live? Do we downsize do we go i see a lot of families pick up and move to follow the kids yeah totally fine yes. to do that so so um do we keep it as a rental and go buy something else do we some people want to leave their house as a legacy to their to their kiddos but if they're not using it it's becoming too much of an expense then we definitely run a financial plan to say if you sold your house what do we do with these profits some folks want to want to rent for a year some want to buy a smaller house but what i'm seeing a lot of people want to do is just new size they just want a little bit smaller of a house, but they want it to be newer, right. zero lot lines, uh, something where they can just drop off the keys and go vacation and travel and tour right. and have to worry about all the upkeep. So right. so I see a lot of families just want a, a newer, simpler, take advantage of the market, sell the house, take the equity, get something unique and, and maybe smaller, not necessarily a lot less expensive, but yeah, take the proceeds and we'll decide where's the best investment to put those to grow for retirement. Right. right. You know, maybe they decide they don't want to here they want to go to florida or florida is always a popular um i have several clients i always live vicariously (laughs) um or you know colorado's you know i've got a lot of friends that you know bought you know other properties up there um because you know it's you know just a you know different climate Mm -hmm. um you know great summers it's not as hot as it here is in texas Winters are a little different. But <laughs> well, well, yeah. When at the end of the day, it's it's when we run a comprehensive financial plan, it's all about what do you what do you want every month to live right. and spend and grow, and then longevity. The number one concern my families have is longevity risk. Am right. I going to outlive my resources? Yes. So clients hire me in a fiduciary capacity to basically make sure that they are not going to outlive their resources. So right. whether we own one home or two homes, all that matters to me is. What amount of money do you have coming in from Social Security, from pensions, from royalties, from rental income, part-time income, and how much do you want to have, and then how long is it going to last? And we fill those gaps in with our right. investments. But if they have too much expenses, well, then yeah, selling the house and buying something more economical, taking advantage of that hot right. market, gives us an influx of money for retirement, and that's that's a big deal, right? right. Oh, should I just go buy a second house? Well, maybe, but that's double the expenses, that's double the taxes, double right. the headache. So, but can your financial plan hold that? It's all a function of how much do we have? How much do we want income sources coming in and then filling the gaps with investments? So a lot of times I'll tell a family, two houses doesn't make sense for you, but if you want to sell the big house and buy something nice and economical and new, then we can fit that into the financial plan too. So it's the the comprehensive plan determines the advice. So what do you want to do? If you want to be jet setting all over the country, then you may Two properties may not be in right. your um, ball game, um, but if you're just wanting, you know, 
to you know take that occasional trip and that may right because again you know people are you know, you know i see people you know you know because they've lived in those homes and the equity that they've you know received you know because of the marketplace and especially i mean 20 years um you know maybe they're cashing out and they're making 400 you know 500 because they own the house you know at, right out and um, so you know also looking at do you want an investment property do you want that kind of you know opportunity or risk to you know, get some additional flow of income but it's also something you have to consider because it's also a lot of maintenance there's a lot of due diligence you have to do you've got to deal with a tenant and you know repairs when they call you and you're on vacation and it's right. yeah three in the morning and they're like the water heater just went out you know do you want to you know take on that kind of thing right. so and is it your experience on being a landlord i mean yeah. i will tell you my my happiest most at peace families that i work with have multiple streams of income coming from yeah. social security from pension from from rental income or royalties but i do see a lot of people inheriting rental houses from their parents and it is a headache and so now yeah. that those property values we're seeing a lot of Second generation going ahead and selling the rental house because the market is up so high. They right. don't have time. They have a full-time job as a dentist or an optometrist. They don't have time to deal with a, a tenant in Louisville or, right. or, you know, so so that at that time, it makes a lot of sense to sell. But for a, a recently retired family, they really do need to go through a comprehensive financial plan to say, do I have enough? Yeah. If I feel financially secure and a, and a planner says that I am, then we start making these good, better, best decisions. Do you want to sell the house? What do you really want to do? Do you want to buy something smaller, closer to the airport, so you can jet around? Or did a did a kiddo move to Colorado and you want to go buy a house up there? So right. once we know that you're financially secure, then it's just more of a, an emotional. What am I going to feel good about this decision? As long as we're not depleting assets, and if your expenses are too high and your expenses start to run out, then you get get nervous. And I don't want that for any of my families. No. And you brought up a good point is the emotional readiness. And I see that all the time on my side. If a person is not emotionally ready to let go of their home and move on to the next step, it doesn't matter how awesome. I, I say everything's timing. Everything happens for a reason. The house will sit. I had one several years ago and the kids were wanting this um, lady to sell his mom, you know, dad had um, recently passed and she was not ready. She was not emotional. She had not even, you know, basically gone through half the grieving process. And so we, we had put it on the market for frills and um, for about 30 days. And I could tell she was not ready. We took it off the market. She waited about three months. The day we decided to put it back on the market, the, as soon as it went listed, it was under contract within 24 hours with a buyer. It just happened so fast. But she was at that point emotionally ready. I don't even think if she you know, had an offer, she would kind of twirl around it. You just have to be ready for it. And you have to be ready for you know what that next opportunity is and excited about that. And I know, you know this time of year, people are gathering with you know, family, friends, and they're all considering, okay, do you, Susie and um, her husband and the grandkids are all now transferring to, you know, Colorado. 
you know, do we want to go up there because we want to be part of the grandkids' lives. And I'm seeing, you know, people moving here. I've got one that's closing this week. And the reason they're moving um, to Texas is because the grandkids, you know, even though they're not living, they're not going to be next door. There's like an hour distance um, away, but it's a lot um, closer than the, you know, I think they were, you know, a 15 hour drive or a three and a half hour, you know, plane ride. I mean, it's much closer. It is a different world than it was, you know, two, three years ago where, there's the emotional side, but when you're ready to, to list and sell and you don't have a backup plan, things have to happen fast. The pre-approvals on, on I have a lot of clients, their their mortgage folks ask for a statement of funds or right. a proof of funds yep. because they have to be serious when it's time to buy that second house. If they're not ready to go, then they can get left out. And so we've got several folks like renting for a year is not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. See if you like a family moved to Austin didn't have all their finance and they couldn't get everything ready. All these offers started coming in and they just said, let's just hold off for a second. Let's just rent and see if we even like it down right. there for a year. Right. Cause you're forced to make decisions. You need to have someone smart like you helping these people right. through this. There's the emotional side, but the financials have to happen so fast these days that yes. that's, that's really tough. And yeah, if you're going to follow the kids, I'll tell, I'll tell my recently retired folks, keep a good relationship with your spouse, your children's spouses. Because you can move around close to them. If they don't, if your children's spouses don't like you as much, you're not going to see them as much as you want, no matter where you live. So, so make a good, have a good relationship with your kiddos' spouses, and you'll see your kids a lot more. I promise. Family advice, right there. There you go. Uh, yeah, that can you. You, they could say, hey, we're busy tonight. Right. Because you know, I want you to make a, a decision about where you live. Not because you have to. I've told several families, you need to sell the house because we don't have enough in retirement savings. You never want to have that conversation. But I view a a house like a stock where we think it's going to keep long run going up in value. But you get to a point where these older houses, like my mom's house out in Louisville, something's always breaking. These are expenses that we didn't have built into the financial plan that, oh, this needs repair. This Because it's your house, there's it's going to be these expenses. There's always expenses. So it's like, look, is it time to consider, you know, you love that house, right. getting something closer to us, closer to the grandkids that would be maybe a little bit smaller, but newer that you're not having to have these expenses with these houses that are. Well, needed. that brings up another point is that we also have people that, you know, probably live, have lived in their homes. Um, and now the expenses are going up, you know, just to live in there. Maybe it's not that they've outgrown it, but it's just the cost. So taxes are going up cost of insurance these days. Oh, I had a heart attack when I got mine. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. Um, but all those things that maybe it's time to um, maybe downsize or look at something else or go maybe look at something newer um, in a different area, location, if you um, don't have to be tied to that particular location. Um, I know a lot of people... Um, with this, you know, our environment now are still not going into the office. Their companies have reconsidered even ever going back to the office. They're um, seeing that people are able to work from home more. They do. They're they're more productive um, in some aspects than they were coming to the office. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, looking at that gives opens up the people for being able to um, just you know, work wherever and live wherever. I haven't so. seen all these new bills, but I'm assuming they're having two home offices because when pandemic yes. hit, I was like, who gets the office? Because my wife runs a business, yeah. I run a business. So, so you know, we shall see. But um, 
But uh, yeah, if you don't need all that extra space and they, the expenses start piling up, then yeah, it's a good time. And I would yeah. suggest you sit down with, with a, a planner and say, can I do this? Yeah. And then we build it in, yes, you can. Now, should you do it? You know, that's going to be an emotional decision for all the kids and all the grandkids if you want to. But right. financially, we can walk through to say, yes, it makes sense to do this because you want to, not because you, you have to. You have to, right. Yeah. But again, you know, the opportunity. You may have that opportunity to gain something, you know, gain a new lifestyle, gain, you know, a whole better, you know, outcome. Right. I mean, heck, I said, you know, I've got kids in school, so I can't, well, I'm there for a while. But, um, you know, I was like, if both my kids were gone, I'd really consider, you know, downsizing, you know, having a lesser, you know, maintenance and, you know, being able to travel more because, you know, just a more of a lock and go type of, you know, not have to worry about maintaining a yard and, you know, pool and, you know, all these other things that I do on a consistent basis. Um, even if, you know, I know sometimes people consider, oh, what about the grandkids? You know, I want to have the grandkids come over. You know, I'll be honest, they don't really care. I mean, they, I know. There's no, no guarantee you're going to get those grandkids really quick. And every every time you ask for grandkids, it's just going to get pushed back further and further. Yes, right? it, so, does, it does. Yeah, we, we, I talked to the girls. Should we consider moving? It's, you know, we, our house is up in value. And, and my little Caitlin goes, but I love my neighbors. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to. We can still come back and drive. No, I don't want to leave because I love my neighbors. So you do have that. Emotional tie, but um, I'm seeing families who will will sell the house and go buy in these like community areas where you have a a gorgeous neighborhood surrounding, like this family in Durango, and everything's kind of based around you have your own homes, but there's a community center, the pickleball, the tennis court, the hiking, and it's much more. And you're meeting new people when you. Oh, definitely. That's you know that's kind of our trend. The north of you know our north and of the Metroplex, you know, going up to Prosper and Salina and, you know, we're almost to, um, to Oklahoma these days, (laughs) but, um, but again, it's because people are able to, a lot of my clients that live that far, they don't necessarily have to go into an office on a day-to-day basis. Um, and springing to the point of two offices, I have a client where when they built their house, they did not, because of the open concepts, they really didn't feel like they needed a formal dining room. So what they did was they took the formal dining room in the office, converted it into beautiful offices um, for a husband and wife. And then they have this, they have so much living space and outdoor space and dining space in the main floor plan of this house. That there are, we really would probably never use this room because it's not part of this other part of the, how the rest of the house flows. Right. So you know, looking at other ways to, you know, convert your homes yeah. of footprint. Well, I think I have a lot to think about. I think viewers out there probably have a lot to think about as well. You may be again, sitting at um, home thinking, gosh, I really don't know if I need all this space and why not capitalize on the market? So, yeah. and if you are thinking about that, you can give um, Chris and me a call and uh, we can help you walk through that process. <laughs> so, well, thanks for having me. You're on. welcome. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers, Cheers. to uh, upcoming new year. <laughs> there we go. Happy new year.
Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to contact Kimberly with your real estate needs, you can reach her at KimberlyWoodard.ebby.com. We hope you enjoyed our guest this week. And remember, don't just love your home, love your community.